What's going on, everybody? We are back with the Podstrosities podcast. Uh, this is part of the Monstrosities Discord server. If you would like to join, feel free to hit up that exclamation mark Monstrosities and uh, hop on in if you want to join the conversation. We're basically taking anybody in uh, who who is interested in streaming and uh, wants to join join a fantastic streaming community that can help them with their streaming and do fun stuff like this uh podcasts gaming nights things like that shit god damn it <laughs> i did <laughs> i forgot to mute thank you so much leslie i appreciate the sub so much hello oh my goodness you gave me a goddamn heart attack uh sorry for the technical difficulties at the beginning uh I had a hectic morning since it's my sister's birthday, and I was, like, trying to send her all of the socials and stuff for that. And then I was like, I am freaking late. <laughs> so, we here, and we're gonna be talking about BlizzCon 2019 announcements uh, that just happened this past week. So, we're super excited. We've got all of our, um, I guess you could say, experts in the Blizz world. Uh, Ampu and Godcow especially, super big Blizzard WoW fans, uh, so I'm really interested to see what they have to say about all of the announcements that came out. Hello, Ali. Alright, so I will go ahead and hop in and let them introduce themselves. Like, people were, like, hoping for, like, um, hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Uh, if you could, go around and just say your name and, uh, what your favorite Blizzard game is. Cut out. Okay, well, <laughs> technical difficulties for the win. I was just going to say, go around, say your name and your favorite Blizzard game. Okay, well, I'm Amon Pooh, and I like Diablo. Anybody else? <laughs> well, I'm Steve, and I also like Diablo. Nice. I can't I'm tell. I'm Carmichael, and... Um... I I love Diablo. Nice. Godcare, are you with us? It was. Yeah. He... Oh, okay. <laughs> too, so. Yeah, so name and your favorite bow thing. I mean, your favorite Blizzard thing. Or, you know, whatever. Oh, the name is the Godcow. And my favorite thing from BlizzCon this year is... The trailer for Shadowlands. Not that right. was good. And Ollie? Hello. Hey. Say your name and uh, what your favorite BlizzCon, uh, or sorry, Blizzard game is. Ollie, you, you, you. that's you. <laughs> I, that's me. Okay. <laughs> My name it's Oli and my favorite game is WoW for sure. Alright. So we will kind of dive on into the biggest announcements that we had in the past week. That'll mostly be World of Warcraft, Diablo, Overwatch, and then if anyone is a Hearthstone person, I kind of missed that whole announcement, so I didn't really care for it. But if anyone wants to speak to Hearthstone, <laughs> feel free to, to jump in, because I, I am completely out of my realm when it comes to Hearthstone, so... <laughs> Um, Alright, so we'll start off just like with the uh, BlizzCon announcements with Diablo. 
Uh, off the bat, what were your general impressions of the uh, of the announcement in terms of you know the actual production of it, uh, how it turned out? Did you like it? I loved it. Like just how they started. They started the countdown, and then before it even reached one, it went black, and then the red like lights popped up, and then the trailer started, and that trailer was literally the thing everyone who was a Diablo fan has been waiting for because Diablo 3 was very kind of light, fluffy feeling compared to 2 and 1. <laughs> Which is not what I would expect having played only Diablo 3. I wouldn't call it light and fluffy, but I guess compared to the other ones it was. Yeah, it was very bright in terms of colors like spells and armor and it was just very bright. I agree with that statement. Yeah, for sure. So that that opening cinematic popped up, and I honestly had no idea what game it was going to be. For any, for for all I knew, it could have been a completely different IP. I had no clue where it was going. But then all of a sudden, you got like these people dying. You got this like spooky guy, and he's doing all kinds of witchcraft craziness. Then you got like blood spurting out of everybody. I mean, I was like, is this BlizzCon? <laughs> Because when I think Blizzard, I always think of, like, WoW and, like, other games, Overwatch, where it's kind of light and bubbly and, like, cartoony and happy, but that shit was bleak. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, I mean, it was definitely an attention-grabbing way of, like, opening that ceremony and being like, oh, we mean freaking business, y'all. We got blood out the yin-yang. It turns into this, like, creepy-ass demon lady. I mean, that that was, like, whoa. <laughs> Yeah, and the big thing is that creepy-ass demon lady, she is mother of humankind. She created the world that the humans live in, along with an angel. They're both like renegades. They escaped together. And you've only heard of her in stories and lore. This is the first time you're actually seeing her. Oh, okay. Okay, that's super cool. Because, like, again, I've only ever touched three, and even that, like, I only played, like, I think up until the end, at least... Uh, so I've played it one time through. I know you could play it, like, <laughs> what, like, 15 times through or something crazy. Um, so I'm not, like, super duper into the lore, but just the fact that they kind of, like, went a completely different direction than, like, what I had seen. I I'm used to the kind of, like, witchcrafty, uh, uh sort of... I don't know what you would call that noir feel to it. I don't know. It, uh, monster hunting type thing. And then all of a sudden, you're getting into this very super, like, demonic, like, creepy, bloody, gory. I mean, and as we kind of saw in the gameplay, what you were talking about where it used to be super, like, bright. I guess I, compared to what I saw in those gameplay announcements, I was like, yeah, this is, like, desaturated. This is super bleak looking. This is, like, blacks and whites and, like, hardly any, like, light and color. It, it, I definitely see what you're talking about in juxtaposition with what I'm used to. Yeah, like, sure. With, like, Diablo 3, they kind of brightened up. They probably made it more accessible to more people that weren't very into Diablo. They made it less gory, less everything to kind of bring more people into the franchise, which is good overall, but for the hardcore fans like myself, God Cow, etc., you know, it was, like, a very not good departure from what it was. So now that it's back to kind of how it used to be, you know, very dark, gruesome, gory, very, like, not depressing, but very, like, you know. It's like gothic. It's not a happy-looking place. Yeah, mm -hmm. very gothic, very, like, religion-based, Celtic-based. It's very, like, in there. 
like I used to. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Carmichael, you said that you were a big Diablo fan. When did you come into the series, and what do you think about this new installment? Um, actually, I'm not a fan. <laughs> I just wanted to be in the part of the conversation. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure, because I was like, hey, you know, uh, any Diablo people, you can speak up, you know? But, <laughs> I just can't stop laughing. Anyways, um... Did you at least uh, see the... the... Oh, go ahead. Uh, For people who don't know about Anpu, Anpu is like the king of like all of the um, BlizzCon um, announcements kind of thing. So that's why we have Anpu today. He's here to explain literally everything. (laughs) um, Also, he uh, he had like a watch party kind of thing on that day. It's like a go live kind of thing. So if anyone wants to join Monstrosities, Exclamation point monstrosities in Lady Rebellion's chat right freaking now. Yeah, definitely. Because we, now that this go live function has come about in Discord, we've been uh, not only streaming like movies and stuff with each other, but we've also gotten a lot more into these um, actual conventions and uh, announcements and things like that. So I'm hoping, you know, once all of these like uh, game awards come out that like maybe next year we start hitting up some of those award ceremonies and stuff. I think it'll be super cool. So yeah, definitely if you're interested in hopping in there and just kind of hanging out with us, feel free to hit up that, uh, that command and jump on in. Um, also, Oh, and Carmichael is also live on uh, Mixer. Feel free to put the link in my chat, by the way, um, if you want to check out his channel on Mixer. We kind of do like a, a Twitch Mixer uh, division. That way we got both platforms. Um, okay, so just talking about the uh, general new features of Diablo, not only the fact that it is looking a hell of a lot bleaker now, uh, but they're basically saying that it's going to be a fully open world which i remember from three you kind of had like a big map to explore but it was never it never felt open world it just was kind of like you enter here you exit here there's a straight line you can go through there's a couple of like dungeons along the way but for the most part it was linear i guess that's kind of how i felt about it that was one of my gripes about it was that the maps were decent size but they always felt like a level and not necessarily like a full map uh, what do you guys think about the the open world as opposed to the way that it used to be? Can I say something? Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you. Well, like in Diablo two, it was still closed, and Diablo one was just one giant dungeon into like the bottom floor that you just happened to get lucky to face Diablo like within ten floors. So this is like big departure then because it kind of sounds like you yeah, know before it was say. like very contained yeah they did kind of expand on it like one was you know you were in town like a hub town and went inside the cathedral and then it was like floors one through 16 like just kept going down 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 until 16 which is in hell to fight diablo number two kind of opened that up you had a lot of place to run around you had like multiple exits to go to different areas waypoints and all that then three came they had, they kept the waypoint but they kind of made it more linear than two there's only like mm-hmm. you know one and two like you know start exit there's no like you know multiple places to go kind of thing. so right with four they've kind of expanded on two made it more open and less linear than its previous uh entries 
Yeah, it sounds like that they got a lot of inspiration from two. Is that kind of like everyone's favorite, everyone's baby? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, then that's I good. Didn't like the sorry. No, go but for it. I didn't it. like the gearing and leveling in three, where everything's like predestined. So, like in two, you had more of a openness to your character in a sense. You can like kind of play it as is, like, but you can. You have a base, and then you just gain levels with experience, with talent points and skill points. And then three, they got like rid of all of that, and everything's like predestined to you, with minor uh, like changing runes and stuff like that. Yeah, okay. So like, the one thing I liked about kind of like the cinematic or gameplay stuff is the character select screen around the campfire is actually from Diablo Two. Diablo Two had all the characters you could select around the campfire. So it's kind of like paying homage or whatever to the, to that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, in terms of character customization, three had, you know, oh, I could pick skills that I learn when I level up. You could change out the runes, but that's about it. And two, you had a skill tree like, okay, I want to put points in the smite as a paladin. I want to go down that tree to get the thorns aura, etc. And um, they're kind of going back to that route with four. You know, you go down a tree for, for a sorceress. You want to go lightning. Go down the right tree. You want to go ice. Go down the left tree. You know, like they're kind of going back to that, making it more RPG esque. Yeah, and that, that and be I think fun, they. Wouldn't it? Oh yeah, and I I think they even showed the screenshot of like the tree, and people were like losing their mind. I'm like, what? <laughs> Wait, I didn't see that. Jeez, oh my god, I'm so behind the time. <laughs> that's okay that's why we're going over it uh yeah they showed a quick clip of like a, a skill tree as opposed to i guess the rune system like they used to have in three um which again is just paying like you said homage to two the one that everyone seemed to like uh that they kind of got away from which i think is really smart um i know three at least for me was um very open arms to people who don't, weren't really into Diablo or hadn't really played it before. So it was pretty easy for someone like me to pick up. Um, I'm hoping that they can find a way to make 4 the same way. Go back to some of those mechanics of 2, but still make it uh, newbie friendly. Because um, it, I mean, it, it wasn't really like too difficult for me to figure out like, okay, which rooms do I want? What gear do I want? Is it you know better stats or whatever i put a little gem on there no big deal so i don't really know what to expect if they are going back to that more uh diablo 2 um uh, feature and lifestyle bring yeah. back terraria to you please the what uh and two there was a cube uh project cube you get from dr kane where you can like make runes even more powerful than they are if you had like three of the same three of the same types and then if you have the three of the same type of one certain rune you can get like the like the ultimates it's like the most end game runes you can get oh okay so well, that's like on hell plus 20 so it's like dark souls in the sense where you had like new game plus up to a certain level That seems a lot of fun, to be honest. But I am like usually I don't follow these kind of things, rebellion. But hey, anything that's fun, I'm into it. Yeah, for sure. And uh, it it looks like they're doing a lot of um, 
different things to kind of it's like quality of life sort of thing so for example um you'll be able to get mounts in this game which i don't know if that has ever been a thing in diablo but i was kind of excited Never. about it <laughs> it definitely seems like way out there in terms of like what diablo has been uh i'm used to just kind of running around in my little party of whatever demon demonic things and wrecking shit but now you got like mounts and stuff they're saying that um there will be five regions and they're all seamlessly connected so that means kind of like world of warcraft where you just run in a straight line you're not going to run into like a loading screen or something you could literally just run anywhere you want that is super cool and super new to, to uh this franchise i think it's bringing it forward quite a bit from what it used to be um <clears throat> just in terms of like other games that are out there i mean they obviously own wow as well and they probably see like how people i do like to be able to you know run around and go wherever the hell they want and get these cool mounts that maybe make you go faster maybe make it look super sweet you know whatever it could just it's another side of cosmetics that you can get um but i mean even outside of Blizzard, the fact that there's so many games coming out now with like open worlds and stuff, uh, I think they're picking up on that, and I think it's smart of them to kind of bring that into the Diablo universe as well. Yeah, definitely. And like for the mounts and stuff, which is cool because you know it's a bigger world. You want to get around faster, right? And if you're just running, it's gonna take a long ass time. So when you get your horse, that's cool. And the cool thing about mounts is that you could customize them. Right. So you could like make them fiery, you know, for oh, additional. Damn, I'm not sure about I'm the things. You could make them spiked, put armor on them. You could customize your mounts. Oh yeah. Like how they look, what they do with what they have on, kind of thing. Can I make it look pink? Maybe. <laughs> um, I Knowing like Blizzard, they probably yeah. <laughs> It'll be part of like a breast cancer awareness something or other. <laughs> Donate money, you get a pink horse. <laughs> Well, they have, like, the running of the gnomes every October for breast cancer. Running um, of the gnomes. That's in World of Warcraft, right? Yeah, in yeah. World of Warcraft. They have, a like, a, a server specific now where it used to be, uh, you, you would start at level one gnome from the starting zone, and then you would run as far as you can, but you were also to, uh, get somewhere can win what do you mean that sounds fun yeah so running on gnomes it's like for breast cancer awareness and whatnot so you make gnomes in world of warcraft but you start around gnomeragon which is a their starting area and then the goal is to run from gnomeragon to booty bay which is a long ass way away i like the booty bay booty bay <laughs> booty bay baby but yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> the the mounts are going to be super cool. Uh, the fact that it is open world, uh, they're saying that they're going to be um, public events, which again, super uh, distinct to open worlds and being able to just run around and meet up with random people to do like public events and things. Uh, social hubs where you can party up and trade. World bosses, which again, I... I kind of remember something like little mini like dungeons and stuff scattered across maps, but like never really like a world boss or anything like that, other than the boss that was part of the story. Um, I mean, it's just like, it's 
opening up this world so much. Hopefully that is what people want, because I know hardcore Diablo people, if they like the way that, you know, there's like a straight line story progression dungeon-esque type thing, if I don't know if this is going to inhibit on that, if people are going to like this change. I know I personally, coming from other games, will love it, but I don't know. The diehards may not. No, I know I do. Like, adding the the world event, the world bosses, if you're getting tired or fatigued of going in a straight line of like doing, you know, quest A, quest B, quest C, you could kind of veer off and do the events, the world bosses with groups to kind of get more experience, level up that way, get loot, etc. So kind of adding more like different ways for you to level up, get stronger and such besides just the regular, you know, quest one to two to three to four to five thing. That's true. I mean, it, it definitely adds a lot more variety in the ways that you can actually uh, level up and get more experience and have uh, more opportunities to play different things with like your friends and things like that. Um, I, I think it's smart. I definitely think it's smart. I think it's almost like they're they're drawing upon the things that they have learned from World of Warcraft and are applying it to this universe. So I can definitely appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. How much, how much money can we get the stockholders to keep people playing our games, aka Blizzard? Right, <laughs> which makes sense. I mean, they're a business, you know. They gotta they gotta figure out ways to to keep their uh, player base happy, but to also innovate in a way that keeps them interested. Because you know, like we kind of talked about with the last podcast, with like the best game franchises, Call of Duty tends to do the same thing over and over. And while some people want that, there are people who are looking for something different. And every once in a while, they will throw in something that's a little more innovative. It's different than the regular formula. And I think that's very important to do because there is that fatigue when you're doing the same thing over and over and over again. Um, so speaking of doing the same thing over and over again, so we've got three classes that were announced and then two more, I believe, are coming later. And they actually said that they're going to be doing a hell of a lot more customization with those, which again, was something that I was like very sad about with Diablo 3, where I was like, okay, I gotta be this um, hunter person, can't change anything but the, but the actual like armor, can't change the face or anything like that, which I kind of get from a certain standpoint of like story if you're wanting to play a character and have their <clears throat> excuse me lore behind it and story behind it and everything but it never quite felt like me and i don't know how you guys feel about having like distinct set characters that you play versus being able to kind of create yourself in the game i mean i love creating characters and what i have seen so far in like people playing the demos that they're streaming you don't actually like select eyes and hair or whatnot. Like you'll open up the customization thing, and for the druid, for example, you could do a druid with no beard or a very light beard, you know, less scraggly looking. Or you could pick another option that gives him like a big old hobo beard. And so you kind of like customize in that, like you have like selected like you know slots that you could pick. Which yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Like you pick one, like which one do I like the best? Okay, I like number two the best. I'm gonna look like that kind of thing. So that's a lot better than just picking, like the witch doctor in Diablo three, which is kind of lumpy looking or whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, dealing with that kind of. Thing. Yeah, and it wasn't as deep of like you know customization as like maybe an MMO would be like, but the fact that they actually had like you know different skin colors and completely different like looks. At least at that point, you can kind of 
figure out, okay, when I think barbarian, when I think sorceress, what what do I want that to look like? And you can kind of pick and choose based off of their presets, like the coolest one you think that you know, that would be. Um, and it's a step in the right direction, I think. It's not quite as much customization as I personally would like, but it does give me a little more control as to like how I'm actually going to appear. And the fact that you can get like you know you can completely change your uh, your your skin color, for example, I think is a huge step. Um, considering you know like maybe the last game. The witch doctor, I think, was the only one who was uh, of African descent, let's say. Um, the fact that you can change the barbarian to be that, I think, is huge. Um, because it's just kind of saying, like, hey, we, we understand. Like, you don't want to just be playing, like, the same white people over and over. You want to have some say as to where they're coming from and, like, what they're going to look like. So, uh, again, I think they're, they're taking a lot from their experience, from their MMOs and everything else. Um... It's kind of like, I guess, I consider it somewhere in between Overwatch and World of Warcraft, where World of Warcraft, you've got a ton more customization, which we'll talk about a little later, how they're adding even more. Whereas Overwatch is set heroes, you can change their skin, basically, but for the most part, it's going to be the same person. Uh, and this one's kind of an in-between, where it's always going to be the same sorceress, the same druid, the same barbarian, whatever else they end up adding. But you can give your, a little more flair into what you think that character should be. Yeah, definitely. Because I know in Diablo 3, like you said, the witch doctor was dark skin, And the only other people that were not were the sorcerers or the wizards. They were like Asian descent or whatever, you know, kind of Asian-esque. Yeah. So it's kind of nice that, like, for example, the sorceress in Diablo 4... Like one of her, one of them is white or whatnot, and then if you go to the other option, it's kind of like a tan skin, like Middle Eastern kind of vibe-ish. So, like they will have like different skin options, but not. Um. Yep. The the correct uh correct race you're going for is Indian. That's the only way it's possible. Ah, uh, maybe. Well, and I even remember that is the only way it's possible, Anto. I'm not even kidding. Do you know? How amazing we are. We are every fucking worm. Do you need a hug? Yes. <laughs> okay, come here. Come here. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, the fact that they <laughs> that they even added, like, a, a female character is great in Diablo 3, but it was also like, okay, so you're, you have to be a huntress, I think that was called. Um... And I guess everybody else who wants to be like a hunter type person, you got to be a woman. It was just kind of like, Meh. <laughs> you know, if that's what if, if that's what you wanted to be, which it turned out like I liked that class anyway. But like the fact that I couldn't make like a witch doctor female, think, just no. kind of like. Sorry, but in Diablo, they have in all of the Warcraft games I've seen or Blizzard game, they always have a male and a female version of that class. So you could have been a female sorcerer, or a male sorcerer, or a male barbarian, or a female barbarian. Like, there's always a, you know, a man and a woman, uh, male or female, yeah, male or female uh, version of that particular class. Did they have that in D3? Because I could have yeah. swore it was just straight up the person no, that you got. In, in the... Promo video they showed the female demon hunter, but in the game you could play as the male or the female demon hunter if you chose 
but they had a generic template color palette, like in the sense of their like attributes and like you know how they portray themselves in that world, like how the wizards look, you know, a certain race, and then the demon hunters look like humans, but like undead somewhat, you know, like they're like characteristics that would distinct them from another and like the barbarians are like northern people like the wildlings and game of thrones style i'm i don't know how it was in the previous games i'm not finding anything like that like just doing a quick google search in the previous game like in diablo 2 you had the amazon which is the female. sorcerer and the assassin were females and then you had the paladin barbarian necromancer druid oh and i think i'm missing one more class but those three i'm thinking those are three sorry but those whatever were were the male versions and then you had the three females but you couldn't actually pick, like, if you wanted to be a, a female druid, you couldn't, like, No, not in Diablo 2, but in Diablo 3, they give you the option to play uh, male or female. So. See, I'm, I'm not seeing that on the website, because I could have swore that's how it was, where if you wanted to be the huntress, or the demon hunter, sorry, uh, you were female, uh, witch doctor was, this, was the male, the black guy. I, I don't see anything I, I about mean, changing your uh, gender. I can log in Diablo right now. I'm, I'm just playing classic at the moment. I mean, unless they just don't have that on their website for some reason, but, like, the, the thumbnails and everything, like, if you click on Barbarian, it's, it's like, a dude. Like, there there's not, like, an option That's to switch. What the, sorry. I, again, I I, just, I'm not a huge, like, you know, I'm yeah, not super sorry. into it. I just remember back when I was playing it that that was kind of disappointing. There, that's a picture of the character select screen. Like, underneath the classes, you'll see the male-female symbol. Okay, so yeah, yeah. so I must have missed so that then. That. So you could yeah, do you gender. Between it. Okay, They perfect. just start as, like, whatever that specific gender and stuff. You can switch it to whatever. Okay, because I think that's what it was, is I, I couldn't remember... When you, when you do, like, the base class or whatever, they have, like, a set gender, and then I guess you can change it after you've clicked on it or something like that, but... Okay, yeah, because cool. when you make a barbarian, the main barbarian is male. Like, that's going to be the right. default. So it starts on that. Okay, so they kind of stepped into it where they were like, okay, you can change your gender, but that's it. <laughs> but good to know, though. Um, I mean, they at least did so, that much. So let me get this straight. <clears throat> so the, 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 the default barbarian is male, correct? Yeah. Why? Why can't they be default female thingy? No, because stereotypes. Barbarian, <laughs> yeah. male barbarian D two as well. So it's kind of carrying it Absolute over. degenerates, degenerates. I think, and again, they could just come down to like a lore thing. Like if they just kind of had in their mind, like this character was going to be this. It's kind of it's, like in Overwatch. It's, it's like there's not a tracer that's a man. You know, it's like they just they thought of her as a woman, and that's what they created. But I, the fact that you can change is nice. Like it's they didn't completely double down on the fact that you were male. I think it's just that's the way they envisioned that character from the get go. Yeah, yeah like, no, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's always what, been I like I think uh, that's what everyone like. Sorry. Oh, sorry. And are we just gonna keep saying sorry to each other now? 
So I mean, I mean that's what we, sorry, we all sorry. actually like. I meant, um, I think that's what I like about the new thing as well. It's it's pretty good. Like they're not they're not discriminating anyone. Yeah, and while it may not be like super duper like you can customize everything, and the fact that you can at least change your gender, your skin color, and a, a preset look. I mean, I think that it was even like you know, almost different kinds of barbarians. For example, like. Um, there's some that looked a little more Nordic, but then there'd be some that looked a little more different than that. Um, so it, it kind of allows you to sort of pick and choose what what you want your uh, your story to be, kind of. In like a exactly. in like a imagination sense, not literally like in the game. I'm sure if you picked a different barbarian, it's not gonna like change your cinematic or anything, but um, I guess it's it's kind of like a role play thing, you know. It's like I I want to be this person, and they they kind of envision what I believe the barbarian should be, the sorceress should be, yada yada. Exactly, because it's it's easier to get behind a character and role play as it if you have some sort of hand in how it looks. Like if you just get a default character, they have no control over. It's kind of hard to get behind it because you may not mm -hmm. like it much. Right. So yeah, so I think that was pretty much the gist of the the big announcements uh they did kind of touch on a couple of other features like i think i think apu you said that they could jump now which was not like a thing before uh, no no they can't i looked Wait. it up oh they can't jump okay maybe that was just an ability he said jump but no you could dash you could dash, dash. Now, like i mean it seemed like the the actual abilities looked a lot more mobile at least with like the the barbarian they were showing off like he was like hopping around all over the place like doing stuff yeah it's more fluid and mm -hmm. like one thing i like about how diablo 4 is doing like in previous games the map was flat like there was no elevation as much with diablo 4 yes. you climb down ladders you climb up ladders kind of go to different levels of like dungeons or whatnot so that's also kind of cool too yeah, that's that's actually a good point because I guess I didn't think about it, but maybe that's why it feels so vertical is the fact that they actually gave you cliffs and things to hop off of and like you know wreck face or whatever. It's not just the flat map where you shoot straight ahead of you. You have to actually like traverse. Um, uh, what am I trying to say? Like traverse, uh, you know, areas. <laughs> Exactly. Landscapes. Um, isn't like um was that the main uh, BlizzCon announcement out of all of it? Well, it was the first one, so maybe. I'd say there I were like three big ones. Um, depending on what you're interested in. Because from the controversy oh, last fine. year with Diablo we, we Immortal. Two of these. Not three though. I don't think. But yeah, so um, I mean, starting off the announcements with Diablo was definitely um, a statement in itself, I think, because people have been asking for years now where the hell Diablo is, and now they've actually been able to like show something off that and demo it and actually, you know, like be like, we're we're getting there, and this is our our vision. Um, there was a time where they were kind of batting around the idea of doing like a Dark Souls version of Diablo. Um, we don't really know where that fell in and out with development, 
Um, I don't know if they did both at the same time, a standard Diablo and the Dark Souls version, and then just decided to nix the other one, or if that really was the plan up until halfway through or something. Um, but the fact that they have this much to show, and it's still not coming out till 2021... Don't you guys have what? phones? Yeah. <laughs> Don't you guys have phones? Oh my god. They said it's not even Diablo soon, which Diablo soon means not oh. soon. So yeah. it might be oh. 2021, Excuse 2022, maybe even later than that. Ugh. Excuse me? It's coming in 2021? Street no Day is end of 2021, supposedly. Which it could yeah, get pushed back. It might come out sooner, it might come out later. So, but why yeah. in the name of Pete are we talking about that about that in 2019? Because they gotta give you something. People have been now. like, people have been like, literally haranguing them for this. You know, like the hardcore Diablo fans have been like, "Where the frick is Diablo?" And they're like, "Oh, well, here's a little little mobile game. You know, <laughs> like that'll that'll sate your your appetite." No, <laughs> where's the real Diablo oh, wow. game? That, that's um, that's it. They're just messing with. They're just trolling people like right away. Like you, you know what? They want. I'm gonna troll you, but I'm gonna play tell you Overwatch what? to play Overwatch two. So then, when Diablo four comes out, they go from Overwatch into Diablo, or even World of Warcraft. Overwatch like that's next year. Two. Let's talk about Overwatch two now, shall we? I have no say in this matter, but <laughs> why? Why not? Why you don't want my opinion on that. I, I had I had a bad beta experience and then just really just not let me play anymore. I'm like, Over, you know, Overwatch is just riding on the corpse of Titan Project. Um. Well, I as soon as I saw the let's talk about Starcraft the... Ghost RPG, please. Just kidding. <laughs> um. As soon as I watched the the Overwatch two trailer, dude, my eyes. Could not stop crying. <laughs> so you would say that you're at least an Overwatch player? No, no. Okay. No. I was not an Overwatch player, but um. It just I, really I moved like you. Things. I like cute things. All right. It, it, it looks so cute when Gen oh, Genji, you know, save people. Oh, Genji looked badass. Yeah, oh, Genji yeah. was badass. <clears throat> he's wearing clothes finally, like he's wearing pants and a hoodie. <laughs> He's no longer a nudist. <laughs> this is college version of Genji. Jumped out and saved everyone. Like, Hello there. Yeah, he's he's the main deal there. Yeah, so that was another one that I was super excited about. Um, I being a huge Overwatch fan, I I heard the uh, the leaks and everything going up to BlizzCon, and I was like, nah. They're not going to put out an Overwatch 2, there's no way. They're saying there's going to be like the single player thing. I was like, ah, maybe. But I all I thought that all of it would be in the base game and they wouldn't bother with like a sequel per se. Maybe just adding on content. Sure enough, there's a fucking sequel. <laughs> They're going to Overwatch 2 and everything. The, uh, the good thing about it <clears throat> is that while it is its own skew, it sounds like, its own... Uh, product. The fact is, if you want to play just base Overwatch and not have to worry about getting the new sequel, kind of like a Call of Duty uh, sort of thing where every year there's a new one, basically you can stay with your Overwatch 1 content and still play with all of the new skins and maps um, and any other similar sort of thing that comes out with 
Overwatch currently with people who have bought Overwatch 2. But that is just including the main mode, which is like the thing we all know right now. Uh, control points and pushing the, the cart and stuff like that. Um, in addition to that same content that they're bringing over from Overwatch 1, they're going to be adding co-op missions, team versus team, uh, some sort of like pushing the payload uh, overcast kind of thing. Like It kind of looked like a Diablo sort of look to it where you're top down. Uh, so a lot more single player and story based content um, in addition to everything else in Overwatch 2. A lot of people... I, I've seen a lot of different sides of that. Some people are saying that all that single-player content and the the Diablo-like content and the co-op stuff, all of that is great, but it's a, it should have been a DLC for the base game. Other people are saying this is just the way that it is. It is a true sequel because of how much they are going to be adding, um, and it makes sense to make it into like a sequelized version since it is almost a revamping of the whole game with the, all the different modes and stuff you can play. So I didn't know what you guys thought about uh, having one base game and then adding onto that versus having like a sequel. I want to see more about it before I say anything. Like, I I don't like it. I per I personally don't like it. I you, you can still play with the Overwatch two people. All you're really paying for with Overwatch two is the co-op mode, in my opinion. That's right. all you're really paying for for it. So. I don't like it, but maybe when more of it comes out, I'll I'll like it more. I don't I don't. Right, and I think that's what. I was just quite excited for it. Yeah, it, I mean, and that's that's kind of been the problem is like how much content are they actually adding to make this a sequel? Uh, there is going to be a new engine in this one. I don't know. I I can't remember if they said that that was also going to be applied to the first one. I feel like it's not where it's going to give you kind of a new look for all of the characters and everything else. But other than that, uh, skins, maps, and char new characters moving forward are going to be between both. And you can play with one and two Overwatch people together. Um, not cross-play necessarily. It's not, that doesn't mean like PS4 to PC. But if, on, if you're on PC and you have Overwatch 1 and your buddy has Overwatch 2, you can still play the base game that way. So it is kind of... I thought weird. Uh, someone in the in the Discord actually brought up the point that the naming scheme might be a little off, but this is almost like an Overwatch 2.0 as opposed to like a sequel, where um, yeah. you're you're buying a different game, but it basically is the same game plus extras, and they're saying it's going to be lots of extras. Um, again. We don't really know how much because we don't even have a date for this. We, we've only just seen snippets of all the different missions and modes that they are going to be bringing into it. But they're trying to make it sound like this is going to be almost like a Fortnite versus Save the World uh, situation. Where it's all the same game, but you're going to have the two different modes of playing. And there could be, and knowing Overwatch, I feel like there will be a way to just pay for the single-player content and not purchase the whole Overwatch 2, or they just kind of split that up, so that way, um, if you already have Overwatch 1, maybe you just pay a little bit extra to get Overwatch 2, something like that. 
a pick and choose sort of system because starting off with Overwatch they 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 wanted to get it to the $60 price point so they came out with this Origins edition from the get-go and that gave you Overwatch plus like skins and other things to get you started and once that was done, I want to say maybe a year or two after that, they dropped down the price saying, okay, now you can just pay $40 and get just Overwatch, but if you want to get all the extras, you pay the same 60 So with that in mind, I'm thinking that they'll probably have some sort of way to split it up where you can get that extra stuff or you can upgrade to Overwatch 2 with, with a, a, a lesser cost. Because I can't see them pushing the $60 game that is basically the same thing but with a little extra content tacked onto it. It's like single player content, multiplayer content, you bundle them or you don't kind of thing. Yeah, because I know like the way they're doing it, they're adding a lot of stuff which is cool. But since they're sharing most of it, from what I've heard, kind of makes it seem less like a sequel and more of like an add-on like you said. Mm-hmm. Like, it's cool that they're making, letting you export skins over from one to two. That's great, you know, because people spend, you know, they spend like hundreds, thousands of hours farming all those skins. But if they come out with a $60 price point for two, I don't think no anyone's going to really buy it. Because it's just like, well, I could still get all the heroes and stuff from two on one. And if I'm not, if I don't care about the single player, then why do I want two for kind of thing? Right. Which, I mean... I guess I, I shouldn't say it's just single player versus multiplayer because there are um, different multiplayer types that you're going to be able to use. Like, um, So we'll, we'll kind of break it down here. You got Overwatch base game, which I don't really know what to call that, but it's, it's the one that we've all played where you either capture a point or you move a payload. Um, that's just basic Overwatch. In Overwatch 2, you'll also have the um, new map type, which is called Push. And I believe that's also an, another top-down sort of viewpoint where you've got this little robot trying to push and it's uh, team versus team. They're saying that they're going to try to make this into um, eSports just like they did with base game Overwatch. Um, so that's another multiplayer mode. On top of that, you've got the co-op missions, which are breaking down into story missions which I believe you can play uh, co-op together, hero missions, um, and those are going to not necessarily be PvP. They're going to be like a single-player PvE sort of content uh, that you can play together or solo. So I guess I wouldn't say it's necessarily like single-player versus multiplayer. It's just like base multiplayer versus these offshoots of other stuff <laughs> on top yeah, of the new look and whatever else would come with it yeah but in terms of like what they're adding and stuff like yeah they did add some new multiplayer things but like as much as they're giving overwatch one from two is it still worth that price point they're doing it like is it worth spending mm -hmm. 60 dollars for like just a couple new things when you could still be playing overwatch without them but still getting like new skins heroes and all that kind of thing, which, you know, I might buy it anyway because I want to try new stuff, but like, if it's $60, they might be pushing it a little bit. Yeah, and it's kind of like, um, I, I think they're, they're a business, so they're trying to make more money and they're going to find ways to do that, but at the same time, they, they were good guy 
Overwatch, good guy Jeff Kaplan, saying, if you have Overwatch 1, you can still play with Overwatch 2 people. Everything transfers over, all that. You still get all the new content, as in the skins and characters and maps. Um, I almost feel like that's that's like an olive branch to the people, to the player base that they have now, who may not see the value, as you said, with paying another 60 bucks to get the same game plus a couple of DLC sort of content. Um, yeah. I know that they're going to try to push really hard for this new content, uh, making it an eSport and trying to, you know, push for the, the co-op and the... Ever I mean, from the get-go, people have been asking for, like, single-player modes, and they're like, here you go. But we... we I think that the problem is they couldn't value that single-player content, the, the missions and the co-op content. I, I don't think they could value that as its own price as its own game they they had to say okay we know you love base overwatch but we know you also want this we're just going to combine the two and make that overwatch 2 basically I, th I think they're in like a between a rock and a hard place here because people were asking for this but they couldn't just give it to you kind of like in overwatch when they have those um events like that's all well and good and it keeps things fresh and everything but those are not near as much content as what they're promising in overwatch 2 I don't think it was something that they could just give us, you know? I think they were kind of experimenting with the events and stuff, seeing how people react to co-op and stuff. How are they going to enjoy this? Is it actually going to be a thing? So I think mm -hmm. Overwatch 2 is them taking that information and moving forward with it. Yeah, because it's essentially like a Junkenstein's Revenge situation where you team up with, you know, three other people, four other people, whatever, and... Um and you go PvE against whatever it is in the map or whatever. Um, it's it's a completely different perspective, too, which is also, like, really kind of strange, I think, uh, going from, like, first person to, like, the top-down Diablo style. I, I think they're really trying to make this into its own thing, like, completely aside from the base Overwatch. And I just hope that they somehow give us a way to just purchase that stuff piecemeal, or to upgrade if we already have Overwatch 1, because I am completely in love with the base Overwatch game. I would love to try these new modes, but if it is between that and, like, $60, like, I'm getting the same base Overwatch game. Like, I don't know if... It should be cut in half at that point, because I already have it, yeah. you know? Because I think, like, Overwatch now is 20 bucks or something, and if they just kind of split the difference, like they made Overwatch 2 40 bucks, and together they're like 60, you know, that would be more worth it. Because 40 bucks, you know, to kind of add to the base game, cool. I'd, I'd go into that. Right, exactly. Yeah. If they if they de if they devalued that part of it, if they cut off, I, I think um, a good example would be like uh, Call of Duty, they had they had this thing where you could have um, the multiplayer, like a multiplayer mode separate from the base game that was like a, a remake of an old game. It's kind of like that, where it's like, just allow us to buy that little piece that we're missing and not the whole kit and caboodle. Because that's just, it's the same damn game that you've already had, plus a little extra. Like, if, they've, if they're already valuing their current game at 40 then maybe 20 extra bucks you upgraded Overwatch 2. I could totally see that happening. I, I have a feeling they will make that happen because they already yeah. seem like they really care about people who are playing right now and they don't want you to have to shell out even more and more money. Even though I'm sure they'd like you to, this could just be, you know, the, the grouping of in Overwatch 2, the single player, the extra modes, the 
um, the base game, that could also be for people who are new to Overwatch. I mean, this could be like a good way to sell them on all of it at once. It's like a bundle. But then... For the people who are already playing, I think they're going to give us an option to add on. An option to kind of piecemeal buy something. Because that, that yeah. just would make the most sense to me, you know? It's convenient yeah, like... to have t to have it all in one package, all in one bundle. But for the people who already have it, I think just a simple, here's 20 bucks, here's 40 bucks, whatever, and you get all the rest of it would, would make sense. Yeah, definitely. Or like if you already own it, like you said, you know, like. Oh, well, since you own it, you get a discount, you know, like, oh, you get $20 off it or something, you know, since you already own the base game, since there's a lot right. of sharing between it. Exactly. Like, if you don't own Overwatch 1, and you're going to Overwatch 2, yeah, I could see, I could understand paying the full price, because, you know, that's, like, the first game you're getting kind of thing. But people already own the first one, I can, I'm hoping to do, like, a deal of some sort to kind of, you know, sweeten it for people who are kind of unsure about it. Yeah, Totally. Cause I and I think that they they do need to kind of give people a way to um, to validate purchasing a whole another Overwatch stuff. Maybe maybe that looks like a trial, or you just decrease the cost of that. Oh, twenty bucks! I'll I'll put down twenty bucks to try out this new mode and stuff. I think that would make a lot of sense. Yeah, or at least you know. Oh, since you already own it, here try out. You can try out. Overwatch 2 for 72 hours. See if you like it. If not, you could buy it at a reduced price. You know? Yeah, and it could be, just like what I said with the Origins editions, it could be um, maybe it starts at 60 for all of Overwatch 2 and then at some point down the line maybe half a year, a year later um, they drop down the price to just say, oh yeah, now you can buy them piecemeal or now you can buy Overwatch 2 for, you know, 40 instead of 60 or something like that. Um, I, I could see it. The way that they've kind of worked with Overwatch in the past gives me a lot of hope for this, that they're going to work with, um, they're, they're going to get feedback from people who have played all the demos and everything. Once that game starts getting closer and closer to coming out, people are going to be reviewing it and stuff. I think they're going to get a general idea of what people are willing to spend and, and pay for this. So yeah, so I don't know if there was anything else we really wanted to cover with Overwatch, because I feel like that was the biggest thing, was the fact that they're completely coming out with a sequel, but we don't really know what that looks like in terms of uh, the base game, Overwatch 1, uh, things like that. We just know that everything transfers over, and that's great. <laughs> and it could be 60 oh. bucks altogether, or it could be uh, something that you can kind of tack on to what you already have, we don't know yet, but I'm just really excited to see that they're taking people's wants and needs and trying to mold it in a fashion that's going to look like something that people will want, even from the base game. Because it's completely different from what we're used to. I mean, looking at some of these, um, the, the push mode, the co-op missions and stuff, it is like so out of the realm of what I thought that they would make, you know? Completely not yeah. even FPS anymore. It's, it's, it, they got like a... Uh, what, what would you call it? Like a skills system, I guess? Instead of having the hero come with all of the skills, you're going to be leveling up your heroes, like the ones that you... Or like your favorites, for example. You get you play Tracer however many times you level her up. You get to level like 50 or something. You get all of, you know, the different skills and stuff. That stuff is just completely different. And I don't know yet if it's going to pan out, but I am super excited to see them take it in that direction. Yeah, I think Treasure already needs a nerf with her ultimate, like that chain reaction explosion. My god. 
Yes, that was bad. That was. And then Hanzo's freaking like auto aim arrow once he marks someone like that's, <laughs> you know, that's crazy. Whitehawk's gonna get a big explosion, I think, at one point. Yeah, he could do an AOE one if you level it up. And so, like a cone, he could do an AOE around him. It's really cool to see how they took the already existing heroes and their abilities and kind of made it work for that sort of content, you know, like that sort of game mode. Um, I'm super excited to see it, you know? I think it's, it's almost yeah. like a retooling, but in a completely different fashion. And again, that may not be for some people. Like, people who don't play, like, things like uh, Diablo and who don't really care about single-player or co-op mission-type stuff, they may not give a shit. But I think it's nice that they're at least trying something new. It may not pan out, and they may decide in the future, okay, Overwatch 3 or whatever, maybe we don't do that, or maybe we don't even come out with an Overwatch 3, I don't know. They may even decide to change this um, naming scheme, for all we know, because... It's it's so far away at this point. I don't think I don't even think it'll come out next year. I, I'm not really sure, but it's promising. I just don't. I, I think they're gonna learn a lot from it. Yeah. Well, Overwatch team usually gets stuff out pretty quick. That's what I've seen them. You know. So I don't think for them it's gonna be too long of a wait. Like there will be a wait, yeah. but not like Diablo, which we, we don't even know yet because we're still working on it. It's not even Diablo soon. So. Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of it, it really is like rehashing the stuff, the assets that they already have, plus adding the new engine, stuff like that. Like, the base game will really be the same, other than the new engine and the new look. Uh, they don't have to change anything of that map-wise. They just have to develop this whole single-player co-op, top-down mode, pretty much. Which, who knows how long they've even been working on this, but... I'm kind yeah. of wondering, like, with this new look, like... Is that gonna roll out to the to Overwatch One at all, or is that strictly for Overwatch Two? You know, it might. I don't know, cause I know you say like new engine, but it's not actually a new engine per se. It's the same engine they've been using for Overwatch One. They've just updated it. So it's like you know Overwatch Engine 1.0. They did it to 2.0, for example. You know, so it would be maybe easy to kind of update Overwatch if they did something. I don't know, but. Like yeah, taking like another engine completely and just shoving it in there, like you know they're using Overwatch engine and just shoving like Unreal in into there kind of thing. Yeah, it was kind of confusing, like what they were describing it as, because um, they just kind of say like, "Oh, the look is changing," which you can actually, if you go on the Overwatch website, you can see like a slider between how they're changing. I don't really, I don't know. They okay, so they're saying. More dynamic environments, larger scale battles, additional in-game storytelling events, improved atmospheric events and shadows, and all of the heroes will have new look with greater detail and higher fidelity. I can't say that I really see it, <laughs> and I don't know if that's that's a big enough overhaul to uh, create a whole new game for it, or if that's something that they can just patch our game with, you know? Yeah, I'm not sure. I uh, I watched uh, a guy streaming some of the competitive of it or what two ways at BlizzCon and there are there are more details in the world and he sort of screenshot of a uh, Temple of Anubis but now it's like a desert storm kind of kicks up and stuff in the world but oh. I I still don't know if it's enough I mean it it is different you can tell a difference between them because a little more stadium a little bit more detail and stuff but uh. It looks, it looks good, I'm not going to deny that. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't get me wrong. Like, I've already thought it looked good, so this just makes it even better. Uh, the screenshot that we saw in the presentation looked amazing. Looking at just the character models just out in, like, white space, I don't really see anything other than the fact that they just changed their skin. Like, it almost just looks like you bought a, a new skin for them. Uh, but the screenshot of the new UI and actually seeing, like, the hand of, like, you know, one of the characters and stuff and their, their gun or whatever, like, it, it did look really crisp and really high def and a lot more detailed. Like, I can't see, I can't wait to see them in the actual game. I think that's gonna be where you see the real difference, especially if they are adding a lot more atmospheric whatever the, the crap, you know. Those maps, I think, will start turning into, uh, you know, actual environments instead of just being, like, a very flat, like, this is just where you're you're doing your thing and... That's it, kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. So it's exciting. I, I don't know where it'll go. I'm hoping they keep giving us more tidbits along the way, especially like as to what they're thinking for their pricing schemes and stuff, but I'm super excited about it. It I feel like in terms of actual content, it was probably one of the, the lighter announcements from BlizzCon, but I was super excited to hear anything at all. Yeah, like, like I've been saying, like... The announcement that they share things at Overwatch 1 is cool, but it kind of dampened it a bit. Like, you know, if it's not a standalone game, why would I buy it? Kind of thing. Yeah. I feel like it kind of got, like got more people talking about it, though. It at least... About, like, well, that's cool, but... <laughs> that's cool, but... I mean, yeah, it basically yeah, cool, validated but... the... Um the leaks and stuff like it's almost like with all the leaks that were coming out they had to say something and it turned out that was exactly what the leaks were talking about so maybe it was just them being like we are working on stuff and this is kind of a little snapshot of what we're doing and that's it we don't we legitimately don't know when this is coming out or what this is going to be like exactly but this is what it is now i'm not justifying it i'm just like eh. Yeah, and I think we're going to be, like, meh up until the year that it comes out and they start actually pushing a lot of um, marketing and let you pre-order and stuff like that. I think that'll give us a better idea of what we're supposed to expect. Um, okay, and then... Uh, yeah, and that's true. I mean, they could... I, they keep saying that this new content they're adding is going to be worthwhile. I And, I mean... They're not dummies. Like they, they have to know that like people are not gonna shell out another sixty bucks for just a couple little things. Like they're gonna have to make it big. They're gonna have to make it worthwhile. So for all we know, it could look completely different by that time. Hell, by that time we could have a freaking open world Overwatch something. I don't know. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> It'd be an MMO thrown in there. Whatever. <laughs> But yeah, last but not least, we'll talk about uh, World of Warcraft and the new expansion, which did have a release date of 2020. Um, essentially, it's called Shadowlands. It's going to be a whole new area, as we've come to expect. There's going to be four uh, realms ruled by four different covenants, uh, some of which look a lot happier than others, and they're all based in what is essentially in the underworld of the World of Warcraft it's series. like the afterlife of like when you die in wow it's like going beyond that realm sorry this is like all i've been thinking about like the last like three days 
being here. Yeah, and I mean, what is it about it that um, gets you excited? Because, I mean, we get an expansion, what, every two years-ish? Three years? Something along that those lines? So what about this one specifically gets you excited? I, I think, because I didn't play Battle, like, so I've been playing on and off since beta, and I think what draws this one to me, it, it seems like the epicness is that a lot of people would disagree with me, but my current favorite expansion in my adulthood would be Warlords of Draenor. Like, really? On. I I loved it. I loved oh. it from start to finish, from between the raids, even though there's only three, and the PvPP. Like that was like my heyday of playing. Garrisons, though. Yeah, I, I didn't uh, I didn't really bother with the garrisons. I usually hanged out in Ashram or because I played I play an Emerald Dream, so it was RP PvP. So I would get into the RP of the game so heavily that we were like just having world PvPP every night. I mean, and, don't get me wrong, like, there, there's something good about every expansion, and I feel like every time they come out with a new one, it's adding stuff that they may have missed in the last one, or something they learned from the last one. So I think they generally get better as they go, but Drainer, ah, something about that just really bored the crap out of me. <laughs> and not, I'm not a huge WoW player, so I'll put that out there. I, I hop in... I, I buy almost every expansion just so I can play with my boyfriend for maybe a month and then I drop off the face of the earth. Um, but certain ones have made me a lot more excited than others. Drainer didn't get me that excited. Battle for Azeroth didn't get me that excited. Um, uh, what was the one with the Legion demons? Legion got me excited. Legion, Legion excited but, me. But when I played it, I didn't like the first raid and I didn't like the whole PvP redoing. Because I feel like Warlords had, like, even though, yeah, content-wise, it was pretty limited, but PvP was, like, still good because it was still, like, mop era of PvP. And I feel like that was, like, basically, people say, like, Wrath is the best PvP, but I would say Mist of Pandoria PvP was the best. And I'm hoping with Shadowlands, with, like, the covenant system will bring out more pvp but i hope they really do fix it so you think they're gonna have like covenant v covenant sort of situations yeah oh. it's gonna be interesting what because there's four because they're going like burning crusade between the two it feels like they're going back to that kind of aspect but it's gonna be interesting towards like end game if you're like on the wrong covenant and your guildmates are on the other covenant like they're at war or something you know be interesting yeah yeah because i i think um what was it it might have been legion or something where um it was kind of different the way that they were describing it in something like legion there were like multiple different clans or whatever that you could do quest lines for and stuff like that but and you could become like exalted with them or whatever but um, this one is literally, like, it sounds like you pick one and then you stick with one for, like, the entire time that you're questing. Unlike the other expansions where you could bounce around in different worlds and, and uh, level up with whatever clan you're, you have, whatever area you happen to be with at the moment. 
Um, so that that's that's a good point that they might actually use these covenants in different ways than they did before, where you're actually like repping them. You're actually like um, almost like part of their clan as opposed to just picking and choosing wherever you feel like going and leveling up. Um, it would be interesting. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> sorry. But it would be interesting if they if they took the covenant idea from uh, Dark Souls and then they implemented it into World of Warcraft because it's also they're going to have a, a scalable dungeon from one through five players. So they're really interesting uh, solo playing the game now. Yeah, for sure. Um, and the, uh, one thing too about the covenant was that was interesting was like. They said that you're gonna you're gonna pick one and stick with one, and then obviously you know everyone wants to see everything in every expansion, so they usually create a new character, go through the other areas, and start questing in those so they could see everything. In this, you basically are gonna create a new character and then pick a different covenant and go through that quest line. Plus the fact that they're adding like what is essentially a new game plus to that new character or not new character, but the extra character on top of the main one that you just leveled through. They're gonna skip all of the the fluff that's in the beginning and just let you go straight into what covenant do you want okay start quest lining start leveling up and stuff like that which is again yeah, like super different. nothing wrong i know but I'm getting in elder scrolls online vibe kind of from this kind of like the serial mode yeah like the thing with the covenants is in your first playthrough you level up through the zones in a certain order help the covenants out then when you're max level you pick one once you finish the, I'm not sure, once you max level and pick one, or once you go through the whole storyline, like endgame storyline or whatnot, when you start an alt and you go start the Shadowlands, instead of level, waiting until your max level, you pick a covenant right away, so you can start getting the endgame progress while you're still leveling up. Yeah, and going back to also um, what you were saying, the the dungeon that allows you to um, play with like like either solo or up to five people. That's something that was also super interesting to me. Um, I am typically a more of a PvE sort of person, so dungeons and raids and stuff are like my jam. And the fact that they're not only going to have all the new dungeons and raids like we come to expect, but they're going to have this, uh, what they call Tower of the Damned, um, which basically was like, they, they said it was like an ever-changing dungeon, and we don't really know if that means it's going to be like randomly generated, or if it's going to be like something that alters itself every whatever blank It'd time. It would be cool if it was every time you go in, it's randomly generated a different seed, so it's never the mm -hmm. same dungeon as like the previous. Yeah, like they took inspiration from roguelikes, like, you know, Binding yeah. of Isaac and all those, you know, when each time you start or go into a dungeon or start a new game, it's a different layout. So you might go yeah. into the, the dungeon once and, oh, you know, it goes straight, take a left, it's all like, you know, stone or whatever. Next time you go in, you might just go like a hallway straight down and it's like, you know, a different kind of setup and like they're really doing a lot with it. They're taking a lot of uh, inspiration from indie roguelikes. Yeah, they're, they're saying uh, every time you go in, the layouts of the halls, inhabitants, traps, and rewards will change with each visit. That way um, you have to uh, transform your abilities and augment them while you're in the tower in order to kind of, you know, combat all of the challenges therein. Uh, that 
as far as I know, it does not exist anywhere in WoW, and I am like super excited they're getting into this sort of space because yeah, it does not because like dungeons are awesome and I love them, but playing through the same fucking dungeon like five times over is just like it gets so old to me, and that's one of the reasons why WoW never really sticks with me very long is because I feel like I'm doing the same thing over and over. It's a it's a grind, but it always feels like a grind with the same thing. Whereas this is going to be a dynamically changing dungeon that you can hop in by yourself, which is like completely like what? Because usually you have to go in with a group and you have to queue up and all that, all that jazz, but you can actually hop in this yourself and go through and have a different experience every time. That's just like adding so much replayability for someone like me who gets bored so quickly. Yeah. Cause I know like, uh, you know, currently like, you know, dungeons and stuff, like the first time you do it is new, then you keep doing it. And you get faster at it, better at it, because you start learning the layout, enemy placement, and all that. But at the same time, like you said, it gets really boring. Like, it's the same thing you're seeing over and over again. So yeah, it is taking away the memorization of dungeons with the Tower of the Damned, but also, you're not going to get bored. Like, you know, maybe in the second one, there's a giant there instead of, you know, little minions or something. Like, you don't know. Right, exactly. And, um, I... I am, like, all about that, for sure. It kind of reminds me of, um, like, RuneScape had a similar thing with uh, Dungeoneering or whatever, where you didn't quite know exactly what you were going to run into going in there. Um, you can go in with a group, you can go in by yourself, and it's just, like, another way to keep leveling up and keep experiencing different things, and um, I am so for it. Um, that, like... <laughs> that uh, along with... Um, the fact that they're making it a lot easier to get to this expansion, so I'll kind of read through their little blurb here. New players will begin their journey in a whole new level 1 to 10 experience. Players will then be able to level from 10 to 50 in Battle for Azeroth or any expansion they wish to experience from start to finish, which is crazy because before you had to go through every fucking expansion to get to max level and then start the new one. Um, which usually they gave you a, a level boost for one character, which I used every single time because I never got through completely one expansion because I'm terrible. And um, so the fact that you can just start from beginning, go to 1 to 10, pick whatever expansion you want, go through all of it, and then you move on to Shadowlands where you level 50 to 60. So basically they're fast-tracking you to that expansion immediately, which I think is, like, another way that, like, they're drastically changing how this expansion works with World of Warcraft as opposed to all the other iterations before. Well, yeah, definitely. we went back in time, so it technically is a different Azeroth. Yeah, because, like, like they said, they have hundreds of hours of content. They don't want you to take hundreds of hours to get through it. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, so they, like, they've they kind of, like, shortened the time that it took as they keep adding expansions. Like, you'll, you'll get from, like, 1 to 20 levels, like, super quick, you know? But it still felt like such a long grind going from nothing to max level to then get to the expansion. I think this is a great way for them to get new players in who have never tried WoW or people like me who kind of dabble in it but don't want to have to go through the whole grind and stick with my one character that I kept level boosting. I could start over completely and get to that expansion way quicker than before. I think that's super smart of them at this stage of their game. What, been like 
15 years now, 15 years of content that people would have to go through just to get to this one. Like, it, I think it's super smart because they know that if they're going to stay alive, they got to keep getting new people in here. And this is the way to do it, you know? Yeah, because I know, like, currently, like, if you go to Mr. Pandaria, you know, that island, mm -hmm. like, you'll get through Jade Forest because that place is huge. And then you'll get through half another zone and then you'll be out of there. You'll forget all the other zones. So the way they're doing it is you'll be able to pick an expansion that you want to play in. Like, I don't really play through Burning Crusade anymore because, you know, for some reason, it's just I can't get through it all. And so I could go experience that again, and it's wholesome, and get through it. Then after doing that, go straight to Shadowland. Then I put the next character of like, oh, I want to do Waddle this time, you know, Wrath. Yeah. So I'll do that instead. So I can kind of experience it at my own. I'll probably be do. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I keep, I keep interrupting you guys. Oh, that's fine. You're, I'm coming done now. Go. I I I would probably level through Wrath because I never got to experience Wrath's leveling, so I would probably do that. Yeah, and it's uh, that's one thing I never thought of too is the fact that you can like pick and choose what you actually want. Not only the fact that you know if you don't have any anyway, um, for people like us who might have all of them, if there's one in particular that you really want to play through again, if you wanted to start a new character, go from one to fifty. You can actually just pick and choose whatever it is you want. You don't have to go through all five, six, whatever we're at now. Um, yeah. And that's that's really cool. That's, again, like something that I think they, they've really kind of thought about. In addition to that, you know, uh, this is going to squish the, uh, the level cap or whatever. Um, it's going to allow more people who are lower level to play it. And not only that, but I, I guess... I can't really tell based off of this, but it kind of sounds like they're going to squish the level down from whatever 110 that we're at now to 60. 120 right now. To 120? 50. God damn. Yeah, 120 to 50. <laughs> so when you start the expansion, instead of being 120, it'd be level 50. And right. you have to level up from 50 to 60 for a new expansion. I wonder like if that's going to be a retro... Like a, like, I wonder if that's going to be a thing where if you're in the Shadowlands area, you're 50, but if you're outside of it, you're 120. Like... Or, no, or are they going to squish everybody? Everybody. And they're not squishing okay. stats. That's going to stay the same. Right. But they're just taking the level and just lowering it. So you're still going to be the same person. This number's going to be smaller on your character. Yeah, so like if I'm outside of Shadowlands, I, I'm assuming I would be... Like if I'm at 120 right now, once Shadowlands comes out, I'll be 50. But I'll still, yeah. I'll still be like, you know, at the... 120 strength, though. Like you're not going to diminish anything. Mm -hmm. You're still going to be the same old person, just level 50 instead of 120. Right, which is just, again, another way for them to increase the longevity of this game, because, I mean, shit, you get to 120 and you're like, how much farther are we going? <laughs> now they're bringing it to back down. <laughs> to infinity and beyond. <laughs> like, at all, one of their most recent stat squishes, because stats were getting out of hand, they squished the stats down. Mm -hmm. And you couldn't even solo old dungeon, because they didn't tune the old the old dungeon bosses, so you'd go in there solo yes. and try to get looted for transmogs, and you would get stomped. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, my boyfriend and I used to do that a lot because I I missed a lot of that earlier content. So we would go into like old dungeons and you know just one hit everything and get all the transmog stuff. But it's uh it's it's a cool way to kind of make those actually like valuable again. All of that old content. Um, instead of just making it like oh if you're a bajillion levels ahead of it, then you could just squish everything in there. It's like oh no, you can actually like get a challenge again. <laughs> Which is nice. Um, in addition to all that, we kind of touched on it before, but huge overhaul into character customization. 
at least from my standpoint, um, the Hand fact that nights. yeah, there, you can Everybody so <laughs> you can have any race and be Death Knight now. In addition to that, uh, they have a bunch more options for your actual customization for whatever uh, race you are. They have a lot more options when it comes to skin color and where things are actually placed on your body and things like that. Non bony undead. Yeah, which, like, it was funny when he was announcing it, because he was basically like, oh, yeah, it's 2019, and we can do that now. And it's like, yeah, we've been waiting for this. Out of all the MMOs out there, this has got the least customization, I feel like, other than, I mean, of the big ones, you know. It, it's kind of crazy how long they've gotten away with not allowing different kinds of skin colors and, like, allowing yourself to not have bones sticking out and, like, picking your paints and hair colors and stuff, like... The fact that you had to to pick your eye color, you had to pick your face or something like that. I mean, it was just like, yeah. really? <laughs> In this day and age, it, this is the biggest MMO out there. You still cannot control how your character looks. So. I'm not going to lie. When they introduced Death Knights to all the races, I'm totally making like a Nightborn and a Zandalarian Death Knight. Yeah, so. Zandalarian Troll Death Knight and a Vulpirin Death Knight. Yes, I told my wife we should make Vulpirians when they get next come out, so I could be a, I'm gonna be a Vulpirian. What was it gonna be? I think warrior or something. I. Yeah, I mean it's the fact that they're opening that up is super nice because I remember when I was first getting into that expansion and making a Death Knight, it was like, oh, this is all you got. <laughs> you just get to pick one of these. It's just like, oh, okay. So now I've got this Death Knight that I don't even necessarily, you know, I may not like that race or whatever. I might just start a new one, you know? Yeah, and the thing about the customization is, like, yeah, they did have different skin colors before, but you're literally the same model, just swapping skin colors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, you look like a white guy with black skin, for example, you know, like, still had the same facial features and everything. So this one, like they showed, like, you actually have, you know, like, features of person of that skin color wood right it looks more re realistic it's not being ethnically accurate yeah yeah there you go mm -hmm. yeah i totally get that yeah and that's again like it, it just it makes so much sense and i'm so glad that they're lo finally looking into that because me being my little barbie player self i i just can't help it i want to be able to make myself and now that you know the the humans and whatnot like actually look decent like i might actually make a human now you know like i always went with like some other like elf or whatever to kind of make like a cool character i always kind of ignored um the the human race i always thought they were super ugly and never quite looked like me so i figured why make me when i could just make somebody that completely doesn't look like me so <laughs> hashtag female night elf hashtag female blood elf exactly <laughs> Yep, Night Elf and, and Blood Elf, that that was me, pretty much. But Hashtag now I might actually no make one. Blood elves. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I can't, I, I only, I'm only playing the female Night Elf now because the dwarf females in Classic are just not, ugh. They're lumpy. Yeah, I just, ugh, sorry. <laughs> this, this is a personal. And they're finally adding tattoos and shit. Like, paints, tattoos, like, they, they offered that in freaking waddle and i want never, my dance never brought studio. it and where's I my dance studio i want my waddle dog fights but yeah it's um 
definitely a feature we've been looking for. There was a couple other things that I I don't quite like have you know I've never really dived into, but I guess they're making changes to professions, weekly loot chests, and legendaries. Oh, yeah. I don't know if anyone has any more knowledge on those sort of things, yeah, but I could do that. So like I don't know about that. I I feel that's going to be making them like it's like how epics are now received like everyone has epics it's just what's your best in slot yeah but you're not gonna it's not random drop legendaries so you kind of have to work towards them and then craft the one that you want or stats you want which is kind of cool as for professions like usually when you make a piece of armor and you want like legs or a cloak you keep crafting and crafting to get the stats you want and the way they're doing it now or in shadowlands not now but in shadowlands if you want, say, haste and mastery, you don't have to keep spamming it till you get it. You could actually get a haste and mastery gem and add that as additional components to the crafting, and you'll get a cloak or whatever with those stats on it. Okay. So you're not, but you're not wasting mats over and over and over again trying to get the one you want. You could actually be more precise in everything. And that's with crafting, you said? Yeah, professions. Like, you know, leatherworking, mm. tailoring, blacksmithing. Okay, I think that makes sense. Because <laughs> again, I I don't get into all the down and dirty stats and type stuff, so I'm just like, duh, what? <laughs> yeah, well, like for example, like to make pants, you would need some leather and some thread, and then you'd craft it, and then you'd keep crafting it for as much as you had to get the stats that you want for the pants that you want, for example. They took yeah. the randomness out, and they're making it so if you have gems from a jewel crafter that have, like, you know, your, the stats that you want, like two of them, like crit mastery, you could add that to components for building the pants, and then you won't have to keep spamming it to try to find the one you want. So you I see. use less mats overall, you're not wasting them. You could actually use them to make things that you want instead of, like, oh, I didn't get the ones I want, scrap it, whatever. It almost makes it, it sound like... like a Minecraft. It, it, it almost sounds like they're trying to make um, crafting a lot more viable than it used to be. Yeah, definitely, because I know for me, like, one of my characters blacksmith, I would literally get farm for hours, I get 20 stacks of ore, which is like 200 per stack. And I would just make stuff, you know, for hours. Like, just auto, you know, make mm. all, go AFK, come back, check them all, like, oh, I don't have it yet, go away, you know, do whatever. So this way. I could just get the gems, make it, boom, done, go quest, raid, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I um, I was never really big into any of the um, the crafting and stuff like that. I always just just you know grab my my gear from uh the quests and the dungeons and stuff that I did. But yeah, it, it almost makes it sound like you know, it's not so arbitrary anymore. Like crafting is actually viable to where you can make the things you want as opposed to just like being in that profession to make a bunch of shit and then go sell it on the auction house or something like that like it's just or like level it up to do whatever it, it actually sounds like you want to put some effort into that profession or to get what you want on the other side of it which makes sense what yeah. you're not min-maxing nope no but i think it's really cool they're doing with it they're kind of updating it and making it more viable and they're adding mm -hmm. more like for jewel crafters, jewel crafters are only good for so long for selling. Later in the expansion, they kind of do in the loft because everybody has it. They don't need gems to stock into their gear anymore. 
So this way, they can make gems, but in the, the auction house, people who are crafting can get them to make the gear of stats they want. I so see. So it's kind of helping the tool crafting market as well. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Yeah, it kind of reminds me like um, like an ESO. You could uh, level up your crafting abilities and be able to use different materials and stuff to actually make the and gems and stuff to actually make the armor that like does the thing you want it to do by putting in the right um gem in it or material in it or whatever um so i think that makes a lot of sense yeah and it kind of surprises me that that's not already how it was <laughs> but yeah i i think that was pretty much the gist of the world warcraft announcement just like hey we got a new expansion coming out seems like they're they're helping with a lot of um different quality of life problems kind of like what you said with the crafting and stuff like that uh the leveling up and the grind toward uh getting toward that expansion um they've got this whole covenant idea they're they're running with uh where you're going to be able to pick one use abilities within that covenant um it kind of sounded like they were going toward a, a garrison-esque sort of system where you're going to have like a little encampment uh level it up and get different people in there to help you out uh which is one thing I wasn't super stoked about coming from uh, Warlords, but it's, you know, it's whatever. I, I'm sure it'll be more like an optional thing to just give yourself a little bit more of a boost in the world. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, it has got me interested, which is a huge feat for them coming from all the other expansions, you know, like Battle for Azeroth, it just never... I see the trailers, I see the things that they're adding, I'm just like, okay, you know, but this one actually covers a lot of the things that I have been griping about and that I have actually been interested in with other games, so this piques my interest. I'm super glad that they're they're looking into adding all of these features. I mean, I'm looking forward to the the last patch for battle with the current Za and going to like the old gods like realm. It's kind of a cool concept to bring into Shadowlands. But I feel like with Shadowlands, they're listening to the forum complaints about not all of them, because a lot of them are just the same posts over and over and over again. But they're taking the, the broad consensus, I think, and adding some new features to keep the game alive in a sense. Yeah, which they need to. I mean, it's it's like any other reoccurring game or expansion or whatever. It's just games as a service. You have to keep it fresh somehow and keep people interested. And they're just finding new and new ways to do that and finding ways to fix things that fix problems that might have occurred, you know, in other expansions and stuff. So uh, as always, I, I think they do a really good job of trying to fix the problems that might have happen with the previous ones and try to add new things as well but this one in in my opinion i think is going far and beyond like what i would have expected from them and is adding stuff that i might i a non-wow player might actually be interested in i think that's really smart of them at this point they yeah. have to keep bringing in different ideas and different like formulas and stuff to get people interested they gotta be able to get new people interested enough to play through and get to that expansion and be able to get, get to that expansion quickly because people with as many expansions as they have right now like people are just not gonna go through however many they have to get to the new one it's they i'm sure it is reflected in sales and whatnot where only people who are max level right now are gonna get that expansion only people who usually do the character boost are gonna get it but random people like let's say like my sister wants to start playing world of warcraft like 
she's gonna get that expansion and not even be able to play it like that that would be that i think they know by now that that's just not gonna work anymore they have to be able to justify getting that new expansion so it makes a lot of sense and the way they're doing with the uh level reduce it's smart because if you go in mm-hmm. now, you're like, "Wow, the max level is 120." I'm not gonna get right. one. It's daunting. So it is. It's like I want to do this. You know, that's gonna take me forever. That's gonna take me hundreds of hours. Now yeah. with this, with level 60, it, it's gonna be like 70% faster. I think they said to level mm. one to 60. Yeah, and being able to actually pick and choose what you want to play through instead of having to play through all of them. Um, it's like. If my sister was playing and she was like, "Ooh, pandas," I'd be like, "Cool, get play through the pandas, and then you get the new one." You know, it's like it, she she's on the fast track, and th- I think that's fantastic. Yeah, and with, I'm not sure when Death Knights are going to. I think Death Knights start at level ten as well in the new expansion, but with like oh. allied races, they usually start at level ten, so they will still start at level ten. So as soon as you make your character, you can choose which expansion you want to go to. As yeah, going to the starting zone and doing like from one to ten beforehand. Yeah, and that, and I'm also I'm super excited about this Death Knight business because I'm I'm legit gonna like look through and see like you know if I want to make a new one what what race am I gonna make it stuff like that. Uh, Death Knights were always one of my favorites, so I'm glad that they're kind of going they're harkening back to the whole Lich King era, and I'm super stoked about that. Uh, currently, I think they said that um, they're gonna do a, uh, I want to say that it was similar to what they did with Legion or one of those where prior to the expansion coming out you're going to be seeing some um uh world events or something where like the scourge is coming through and you got to fight them off and stuff uh so kind of like a precursor to the expansion coming up so i think that's really cool so if you're interested in hopping in now uh don't feel like you have to get to max level because you don't anymore but you can just kind of enjoy what is there maybe figure out kind of like who you want to be and stuff and get ready for that expansion to come out so Super exciting. It's coming out next year. I, I don't know if they said when exactly, but you can pre-order it right now, so that's exciting. Usually fall, summertime. Like fall, winter, summer, between summer and like winter. Mm-hmm. Like Later in the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. No, yeah, there's like nine months of the last patch to get everyone's ahead of the curve and like the mount that's only going to be guaranteed on this difficulty for that expansion so like that's gonna be the mount to highlight the expansion yeah so super exciting stuff coming up pretty soon at least sooner than the other stuff <laughs> yeah and the, the the post the pre-events of the expansion they usually update to the patch like 9.0 which is going to be shadowlands they updated to 9.0 and the current expansion that we could kind of test out the changes yeah. to your character the level changes get used to it maybe swap characters level them up if you're if you don't like the, cur- the changes to your current character a we world event yeah like in some kind of a world event you like oh do this quest line you get this title get this transmog set or get these weapons you know like a little pre-events pre-game events stuff yeah like warlords to legion i was literally leveling up all my characters because like you would get bomb xp like i would go there i would level up from, like one event from like one to 25 yeah, it's ridiculous and, again, so. and they scale to your level so like you could be in a zone with max levels and you could be like level 10 and the, all the mobs will be level 10 scale to your level 
while to like level 120, they'll be 120. So it, yeah, it does scale to each individual. And I guess since I already have all the expansions, I could play through that now. Like I could start a new character, play through Probably whatever it is. Probably should play on Grob Classic with me and my wife. No, not Classic. <laughs> no, because we gotta Online. we gotta play on the main game or whatever in order to get that character to the expansion. I'm Emerald Dream. I'll play. I'm on. Uh, what am I on? Zuljin. Emerald Dream for the win, guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm thinking, you know, base, like actual, like base game. Like you, you start a new character now, you get to 50, and then that way you're you're primed to go for the new expansion. And you've already got the character Actually, that you want. Any characters that aren't max level now get scaled down to whatever they're. Oh, so you can't actually be. Yeah, with the party sync, Shit. new party sync feature. So you're not gonna be level 50 right now and then no. be level the 120 Damn goes it. to 50 level <laughs> level well level 60 will go to 25 because that's half of 50 and so it kind of okay. scales down i mean so really it's probably level not level worthwhile to start a new one until the expansion actually comes out because <laughs> then you can do, go I mean, from one to 50. 120 and then we you could even 50. buy battle for azov just if like the base current expansion get your 10 boosts then level from 110 to 120, which will probably take you a day or two, if that, to get to 120. Yeah. Which I mean, and I then I already that's have all you it. Need to play because you're going to yeah. be downscale to 50 anyways. Yeah, because I guess I'm thinking like I already have my main, and I I've already played through all the expansions with with them. I'm just thinking like if I were to make like a new character, it, if I wanted to for this newer expansion, I should probably just wait until it comes out. Then go from 1 to 50 that way, and then I can do the new character in the new expansion. As opposed to right now, I'd have to get the new character from 1 to 120, <laughs> which is, like, a lot. <laughs> Unless you you make a Demon Hunter, then you start at 98, so you True. basically just go into your Legion. Or you make a Deathmite and just go through, like, pre-Wrath and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I guess if I'm wanting to make another Death Knight, it probably makes more sense to just wait until anyone can be them <laughs> i don't know if that's gonna i don't know when that's gonna roll out but that'll be super cool probably pre-patch like nine yeah if you pre-order i think if you pre-order you'll get early access to it oh well that's that's kind of cool like after watching that also watching that trailer i kind of dust off my dk and made him look so fucking badass yeah <laughs> sorry for the swearing no, we're <laughs> it's all right. We swear here, <laughs> but yeah, I um I'm super excited for it. Surprisingly, I, I hope that they can um start implementing some of those changes as we get closer and closer, so that way people can start trickling in and start getting interested, um, from the get go, um, because I I really want to see some of these changes occurring like now, <laughs> so I could start getting going on some of them, um. But yeah, super exciting. Uh, just as like a, a wrapping up, I, I'm assuming, uh, what, what was your uh, game of the conference, I guess? Diablo 4. Shadowlands. Diablo. Nice. I, as much as I love Overwatch, I'm still just as iffy on it because it wasn't super like 
life-changing news or anything it wasn't like a huge update um i love it and i'm super excited to see what what it, what happens with it but if i'm gonna go by like hype alone from what i saw it's gotta be diablo oh my god that that was insane looking and i'm super excited to jump in there so yeah uh thank you guys for hopping in and talking with me about blizzcon i thought it was a super successful conference for them i i would say one of the better ones that i've personally seen and uh i'm stoked i mean they got me stoked for all these games and that's exactly what it should do so you guys have phones come on don't you have phones yeah, the problem last year was they put a mobile game on the main stage. Like it was Wasn't on the like, stage. That'd be great. It was like it was like a big it, like they made it into a big deal, and I was like, Ugh, yeah. God, I understand mobile market is huge right now. They're trying to get that Asian market in. I, I get it. It's just don't don't tout it like it's the best thing since sliced bread. Come on, like. The shit that they announced right now is better than sliced bread, okay? <laughs> like, that's worthwhile. If you don't got something to say, don't say anything. <laughs> it's more or less like a Diablo game on mobile that used the D3 engine. So it's more or less D3 on phone, just different quests and stuff. So it wasn't really even, like, exciting. Like, oh, D3 no. again? Boo. Right, which it's like oh, if man, you really D3. wanted to play D3 on the go, like, go get it on Switch or something. It's just like, I don't know. Yeah, they're really Blizzard's really pushing the Switch now more. Like all all the ads I see on Hulu or a Twitch or anything, it's like Nintendo Switch Overwatch or Nintendo Switch Diablo Three. It doesn't get me hyped for those any of them. Yeah, but I I mean I'm super glad that they're looking into it though, because as a big Switch player, while I'm not gonna play those unless they were like crossplay or something, I still think it's really smart for them to start getting into that market. It's just another place where you can play their games and I think that's always a good thing. World of Warcraft is never gonna be on there, but I think something like Diablo and Overwatch are perfect for that platform. It's just another another console. Why not? The next thing they really need to get is freaking crossplay. And it will be like selling gangbusters. I mean, if I had the ability to play Overwatch on my same account that I have right now on my Switch, I would be taking that thing to like, you know, when I go visit my parents for holidays and stuff like that and want to play Overwatch. Like, that's totally cool with me, but I'm not going to do that unless I get all my stuff transferred over. I get all my skins. I get all my progress. Like, it's just, I don't know why they haven't really gotten into the whole crossplay uh uh, feature yet that's that's such a hot thing right now you know it's the well, one thing the main, reason, the main reason they don't at least for diablo is the console versions of diablo are full of hacked items people hack the crap out of it on pc it's harder to do but on, on console like hacking is a problem like you go to things people have like paragon levels of like ten thousand and all that stuff it, it's ridiculous that's true, and I think that's gonna be... I mean, that's the case for every game, though. It's like, it's it just... I get it. You don't want to open yourself up to the, the hacks and everything else, but it's just like, I mean, other than Overwatch, like, Diablo's not even really, like, that competitive. It's, it's just playing together cross-play. Like, you know, if I wanted to play with you on PC and I was off, you know, at my parents' house or something, like, I should be able to do that. Like, it just, it just makes sense to me. Same with Overwatch. Like I just, I I can transfer. Like I can play, you know, crossplay with um, you know, Call of Duty now, Fortnite, all this different stuff. It's just like it just makes sense anymore, you know. But that maybe that's just me. I'm I'm totally on the craze. Um, 
Joker was pointing out, like, cross-save, even cross-save would be great. Um, they, hell, they've got that for Destiny right now, and I'm not sure entirely how it works, but just being able to, like, transfer over your account from one place to another is, is even nice. Like, let's say, for example, for some reason I'm not playing Overwatch on PC anymore, but I like to play it on the go on my Switch. Transfer over my account, bada-bing, bada-boom. There's no problems anymore, you know? It's just the little things that, while they're making a lot of quality life um, improvements in their games, I think they need to start looking into their services a little bit and start making those a little more wide, you know, wide, wider nets. Like, why not? And plenty, there have been plenty of precedents before now for all sorts of different kinds of games. There's no reason why they couldn't implement it somehow. I, like on Overwatch, for example... If you want to play with someone on PS4, which I know so many people who play Overwatch on PS4, like, just opening up a crossplay option, just like you would on Fortnite, it just, it opens so many more opportunities and reasons for people to buy it on different platforms and stuff, and I don't know. I, that's just me, but anyway, that's probably yeah. the only thing that I think I'm still missing from Blizzard, but otherwise... They're doing great. Their games are looking great. I, I wish the whole controversy with um, Hong Kong hadn't have happened. They kind of touched on that a little bit, but not a lot. <laughs> not as much no. as I was hoping for, but... Like, I understand why they did it. They don't want any political stuff on their platform, but they yeah. stayed silent for so long. And they, silence yeah. is louder than words. Right. And they silence just went about it. it. Right. It... I get it, especially now that they're moving into this mobile market, they gotta worry a lot more about, like, Asian politics, for instance, but, yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's tough, I'm not a business person, I, I have no right to be telling them what to do or whatever, but, I don't know, it just, it marred what was otherwise, like, a perfect company for me, you know, I, I've always been a super believer in Blizzard and all of their products, and it's just like, ah, oh, why'd you gotta do that? Oh, God, it's so frustrating. But hopefully they've learned from this, and if there's something like this that happens again, they can they could do a lot better. I don't know what's gonna occur coming from this, like, afterward. Um, people, I think, are still pretty upset about it. I don't think the apology was really enough. I don't think they can really reinstate the kid anymore, but I don't know. So I just hope they move on from it. Um... I, I don't want you know people to forget of Black Mirror where they're in the games. Like that's how I want my conscience to be digitally uploaded into the World of Warcraft servers. Yeah, just get on that Blizzard, damn it. <laughs> forget no, crossplay, just like, beam me in, Scotty. Like when that controversy first happened, that be like the heroes of the storm people were like, I wanna go play League of Legends instead. Which Blizzard is only as like a slight investi uh, investing from China, like less than 10% or something, or maybe 10% max. Riot is 100% owned by China. No one knows that. No one gives a shit. It's all <laughs> it's all headlines. Are, they know that. It's, it's Tetron. They do a lot of uh, Asian markets. Yeah, but they're like, oh, I don't like how China's controlling Blizzard. Let's go play League of Legends, which is like 100% <laughs> owned by it. I know. It, it, the whole Which thing, I think... also was made off of a Warcraft 3 map. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think the whole thing was blown out of proportion, and I do wish that they'd had a better response, but at the same time, I don't think... Yeah. I don't think people realize, like, where their games come from and what decisions are being made behind the scenes that they're not privy to. 
And I just, I don't know. The whole thing was just kind of a mess. I, I wish it hadn't happened, but it did. So I just hope they can move on from it and have learned from it. But this uh, this this conference was super successful, in my opinion. I think it put them back on the map for, you know, people getting excited about their games again. I felt like for a while it was kind of stagnant. Overwatch mm -hmm. was doing its thing. WoW had its expansion out, and people were kind of like, it's good, you know, it's good. Diablo's just kicking i guess it's doing its best yeah. is coming back i feel like hell. this conference was a better one than the uh previous year you know yes like, definitely granted of all the bad pr that blizzard activision has been getting lately this conference really made up for the last few conferences i yeah for sure yes like, this one was probably the best one i've seen in a long time I think they saved a lot of face uh, with this one. I think they, they brought about a lot of things that people actually wanted. They mentioned things that people actually want. They 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 shoehorned in a couple of things that were like, eh, okay, but they weren't like, you know, like last year with the whole mobile stuff, like really touting it. It was just kind of like a sidebar. Hey, we also got these other little things, you know. Um, but I overall, I think they truly focused on the best products for them and they showed us enough to actually get us excited even though it's so far away, um, I think that's exactly what they needed to do. So, yeah. So anyway, thank you guys for being my, my Blizzard experts today and for chatting with me about it. I uh, super appreciate it. If anyone would like to join our little band of merry monsters on Discord, you can do exclamation mark monstrosities, and that will give you the Discord link. We do this generally every week, unless uh, we happen to not have a, a topic to talk about. But we try to do them every week. We also do a lot of uh, charity work, game nights, things like that. And uh, we love to just hang out and collab together. So uh, please, <laughs> if you don't spell it wrong, <laughs> be sure to hit up that link. And I'd super appreciate it. Uh, let's go find somebody to give a big, beautiful raid to. And then we will be off. Are you going to use our new bot? Uh, yes, I am. I am going to use a bot. Yes, the Monstrosities bot that only Monstrosities members have access to. Join Monstrosities today. Oh my god, there's so many people on right now, too. It's beautiful. Uh, let's go ahead and yeet on over to Solar Wolf. He is on with some Team Fortress 2. Interesting. And, uh, yeah, I will talk with you guys later. Bye! Bye. Bye. Goodbye! All right, go ahead and turn this off. Thank you so much, everybody who tuned in. I'm sorry if you came in and chatted and I didn't say anything to you. I try to say something in chat every once in a while when you guys come in and give me the big, beautiful raids and stuff. Um, I super duper appreciate it. Don't think that I don't. Uh, but, you know, I, during the podcast, it is hard to kind of like, you know, talk and not break that up with some sort of, you know, like raid and follow and stuff like that. So I, I super appreciate your guys' patience. Uh, when we're doing these sorts of things, because they're definitely new to us and new to me, trying to make them work uh, on a, a live platform like this. So um, I definitely appreciate everything that you guys uh, bring to to my channel, and uh, it's all awareness for the community, which I, I cannot be more grateful for. So thank you very much. Let's go ahead and raid Solar Wolf, and uh, we'll get to going. And I, I'm so glad you guys 
like to tune into these as well because uh, we, we didn't know how these were going to turn out when we first were doing them um, but I've had a whole lot of fun doing them so far we've had a lot of really good topics and a lot of people coming in and being interested so thank you thank you thank you I super massively appreciate it and I hope to see you guys in the next one go say hello to Solar Wolf he's playing some Team Fortress he is another Monstrosities member and he is lovely I'll see you guys later bye